You're listening to Rewire Your Work. I'm your host, Heather Love, and I'm a subconscious mindset coach, a spiritual and integrative life coach, and a certified hypnotist who is obsessed with learning about how the brain works, why we do what we do, how to rewire the subconscious mind, and creating new and fun ways to regulate the nervous system. You're in the right place if you're ready to change your perception of worthiness, find your self-confidence, overcome your fears, step into your truth, and fall madly in love with your life. Welcome to this magical adventure where I'll help you learn the tools you need to rewire your neural pathways and step into your power with radiance and courage. So grab your headphones, get comfy, and let's get started. Hi, friends. Welcome back to another episode of Rewire Your Worth. Tis the season for trying to break habits that don't serve us and creating new ones that do. I mentioned to my email list a couple of weeks ago that I did away with New Year's resolutions a long time ago, but there's still something in the air with the start of a new year that makes me want to look at what's been working and what hasn't and where I'd like to see myself make some changes. That said, there is a stigma with the word resolution, and it's just asking for you to break the commitment you've made to yourself. New Year's resolutions have kind of been a joke for as long as I can remember. I think the stat is something like not even 50% of people that make resolutions have stuck with them by the end of January. So the odds aren't exactly in most people's favor. So the trend I've seen over the last maybe five years or so, or maybe a little longer, is choosing a word of the year. I did this for many years, and for 2024, I decided to choose three words just because that felt better than trying to narrow a whole year down to one word. Anyway, the point is that resolutions are all about quitting bad habits and starting new ones, which whether you call it a resolution or not, it's something we have all struggled with, right? Losing weight is, of course, the top goal of people heading into the new year, but There's also quitting smoking, quitting drinking, quitting sugar. Honestly, whatever you can think of when it comes to living a happier, healthier, and wealthier life. So in this episode, we're going to talk about habits from the perspective of my signature under framework. If you haven't heard me talk about it before, U is for understanding the issue or problem. N is for nervous system regulation. D is for decide how you want to feel instead. E is for embody the new way of being. And R is for rewiring and reprogramming the neural pathways in your brain to the new desired state of being. Before we dive in, let's get clear on what a habit is. A habit is anything done with repetition, thought with repetition, or felt with repetition. So it's actually more specific than losing weight, okay? That's the example I'm going to use today just because so many people can relate, but 
you can use this for whatever makes the most sense to you. So there's a ton of habits that make up the reasons for not losing weight. You eat too late at night. You eat when you're not hungry. You eat past the point of being full. You eat tons of starch and carbs and things that are bad for you. You consume a ton of sugar. You never work out. You don't drink water. The list goes on and on. So for the purpose of this episode, you're going to pick one specific thing that you want to work on. One of the reasons that so many resolutions or goals fail is because people are trying to change 7,000 things all at the same time and your brain will actually revolt because everything it knows is being changed. So it throws your nervous system out of whack and causes a fight or flight situation. I kind of imagine it being like holding 25 balls in your arms and throwing them all up in the air at the same time and trying to catch them all before they hit the floor. Each ball is one of the habits that have been stopping you from losing weight. And when you decide to change everything without properly rewiring each habit individually, there is a high probability of failure. Another thing I'm feeling called to say here is that you need to allow yourself some grace. I think we hold ourselves to unrealistic standards. And then when we don't achieve that, we are really mean to ourselves. And I promise you that talking shit to yourself will absolutely not make you feel good and want to keep going. So being fully transparent, beginning the summer of 2020 and until the spring of 2021, I went on a weight loss journey and I lost 50 pounds. And the number one thing that I preach to people when they ask me how I did it wasn't eating better and moving my body more. Though I did that, but that wasn't the top thing. The number one thing I changed was how I talked to myself. I constantly told myself that I was proud of myself for taking whatever steps towards health I took that day. When I looked in the mirror, I told myself how strong I was. After every workout, no matter how long or how hard it was, I told myself that I did a good job. And it didn't take long before I started to feel better and also feel worthy of having what I wanted. And once that I felt that I was worthy, of a skinnier, thinner version of me, the weight literally just started falling off. Yes, I was taking the right actions, but it was about so much more than that. If changing a habit was only about having the right knowledge on how to do that, none of us would be in a state of trying. We would just look up on the internet how to do something or how to stop something, and we would make that change and move on. But changing habits isn't just about having knowledge. So all of these programs that want to teach you how to lose weight are honestly a waste of money, in my opinion. We all know that if you eat better and move more and burn more calories than you consume and eat more whole foods, you'll lose weight. It's not complicated. What makes it complicated is all the stories that we tell ourselves about what our actions or inactions 
mean about us? How many times have you told yourself that you're stupid or lazy or not worth having what you want because you slip up, you fall off the wagon, you don't do what you say you're going to do? That is the hard part, getting past the stories. And that's what I help clients do with the under framework is get past the stories and rewire the brain so that the new stories take hold. And I said I was being transparent. So things were great when I lost weight and I felt really good both mentally and physically. And I kept the weight off for about a year or maybe a little longer before I started putting it back on. And now I've gained all 50 pounds and then some back. And I'm not going to lie, it's super frustrating. And I'm not making the fact that I put the weight back on mean anything about me and who I am as a person. I know exactly what shifted for me in the last year and a half that knocked me down a few pegs and made it so that I wasn't making myself a priority and letting the negative self-talk creep back in. And I know that I've been on this journey before and was successful. So I know that I sure as hell can do it again. I tell you all of this because I want you to know that I'm not perfect, that I have struggles too, and that this really is a journey. And that While you can go through all the steps to reprogram your mind, that it is something that you have to stay on top of because that little shitty voice in your head that makes you doubt yourself or makes you feel like you can't have what you want or that you don't deserve it will never fully go away. You just learn how to make it quieter. And there can be things that happen in your life that allow that voice to get loud again if you aren't paying attention. So that's why you might hear people say you never arrive because for people like me, I'm not the type of person that can lose the weight and then never have to think about my weight again. It will continue to be something I keep an eye on forever. And whether that's weight or something else for you, the point is, is that while some things can be a one and done thing and you've conquered whatever it is, There may be other things that are just going to require some regular maintenance from you. And that's not a bad thing. I think keeping things top of mind can be great when you know your natural tendency is to do the thing you're trying not to do, for instance. All of that to say, it's not about the knowledge. I think just about every human on this planet could tell you how to lose weight and keep it off. When it comes to making changes, big or small, the real test comes to overcoming the stories that are going on in your brain about what that thing means about you. So that was kind of off on a tangent, but I wanted to be real with you guys. I am literally starting a whole new weight loss journey. And while I have my past success to motivate me, I also now have this framework to really help guide me through the entire process. I modeled this framework for you a few episodes back when I was talking about confidence, which was actually my most listened to episode for all of 2023. So if you haven't listened to it yet, I encourage you to do that because it was really helpful for a lot of people. But we're going to use the same framework for this episode. So step one of the under framework is again, 
understanding the issue. So this is where you're going to get super specific about one thing. The brain doesn't make changes when you generalize. So you have to think of one specific piece for the change to stick. So just to give you another example that isn't about weight loss, let's say you're trying to quit smoking. Technically, you could work with that. But to make it even more specific, maybe get down to something like, I don't want to have a cigarette after I eat meals, okay? So it's more of a baby step to get you to your bigger goal. So once you have the specific thing, I want you to think about the last time or even just a recent time that you did that thing or you felt that way. And this isn't something you're going to ruminate on for a long time. I literally just want you to remember it. Remember any significant details like where you were, who was with you, and what you were doing the moment that you made the decision to eat the cookie or smoke the cigarette or throw the dirty laundry on the floor or whatever it is for you. This literally shouldn't take you more than the time that it just took me to explain it to you. The purpose behind it is to make sure that we have the correct neural pathway lit up in your brain for the behavior that you're wanting to change, okay? So you have your example. Now what we're going to do is step two, nervous system regulation. Because whether you realize it or not, when you think about this thing, it causes a physical reaction in your body, which is very likely dysregulating your nervous system and adrenal glands. So we need to put up a roadblock to stop that. This dissociates you from the issue. In that confidence episode I mentioned, the technique I used was singing, but I'm not going to do that one today. Sorry to disappoint. But I've mentioned that the more dysregulated you feel, the more movement your body needs in this step. But since that's going to be different for each one of you, I'm just going to pick the soft head tilt for this example. Keep in mind that any of these techniques that I talk about, you can actually use them in real time. So at the point where you would stop yourself from picking up the cigarette or the cookie or whatever, you would do one of these techniques. When I'm working with clients, we're obviously talking about something that probably isn't happening right in that moment. So you can do this both ways. The soft head tilt is super easy. Maybe don't do this if you're driving, but for everyone else, we're going to start by making sure that your head is in neutral position, looking straight ahead. Then I want you to gently lift your head so your nose and chin are pointing in an upward direction. Take several seconds to move it, and you don't have to be looking straight up. The point is just to tilt your head upwards, so maybe like a 45-degree angle. Then take several seconds to bring your head back to neutral. Now bow your head down so your chin is pointing down towards your chest. Again, a 45 degree angle is fine. And then bring your head back to neutral. And again, tilt your head up 
taking several seconds to move it. And then move it back to neutral. And then again, taking several seconds to tilt your chin down towards your chest. And then back to neutral. And one more round, gently tilt upwards. And then neutral. And then down. And then neutral. In total, this will take you 30 to 60 seconds. And that's step two. You've just calmed your nervous system down significantly. Step three is decide how you want to feel instead. So I don't really know how someone is feeling when they decide they just have to have that cigarette after a meal. I just know that that's a thing among smokers. So I'm going to go with something that resonates with me. But again, use an example that makes sense to you. For me, instead of wanting to have chocolate after I have dinner, I want to feel full and satisfied with the meal I just ate. In this step, you really want to try to keep your language in a positive tone. It's better to say, I want to feel full and satisfied than it is to say, I don't want to crave sugar or something sweet. The brain is a funny thing and it really, really doesn't understand words like don't when it comes to changing habits or behaviors. So just keep that in mind. Try to keep it in the vein of what I do want is X, Y, Z. Step four is embody the new feeling. So this is where we get to play a little bit and imagine what things would be like if we had already made this change. For my example of not eating chocolate, I would imagine a scenario where I've just eaten and I feel full and satisfied and I'm not craving anything else to eat. I would notice how good that feels in my body to just be satisfied and not continue to eat. I would feel proud of myself, which feels really good. I could even take it a step further and notice that the sight of sweets on the counter makes me feel a little nauseous. Whatever gets you to the point of being able to step into the desired state of how you want to feel, okay? Really imagine it. Visualize yourself there in that moment and in the moments that follow you making this change and really notice how that feels in your body. I like to take several minutes in this step. So feel free to pause if you like and come back when you're ready. And I encourage you that when you are visualizing that you are seeing things from your own eyes. So when I used to visualize, I used to see myself as outside of myself, if that makes sense. Almost like I was watching a movie of myself, but never actually stepped into my own body. And if you can be yourself in this visualization, instead of just watching yourself like you would watch anyone else, it's going to be more effective. And then the last step, R, is rewire and reprogram. 
So this is where we loop this new way of feeling and being several times to begin the process of rewiring that neural pathway that we lit up way back in the beginning of step one. Some ways you can do this is to not only notice how you feel after the first time that you are successful not eating the cookie, but also play it out further. What do you notice after a week of not eating chocolate after dinner? And really sit with how you feel about yourself. And then imagine it's a year from now and see what you notice. Loop this at least three times and more if that feels good. I like to spend some time going back and forth between embodying the new me and then imagining even more success with kicking a habit or starting a new one and then embodying that version of me and then going further with it and then imagining a different scenario and embodying that. So the more you loop it, the more you're going to create a new pathway for your thoughts and feelings and behaviors to take. And then loop through it again before bed and let that just marinate on your brain as you sleep. You can use this with absolutely anything and it truly can change your life. And you can take this wherever you want from there. You can find the next specific example of this same bigger goal, or you can use the framework for something else entirely. What you'll notice after some time is almost like a domino effect, and you won't necessarily have all of those 25 balls that we talked about earlier, because by changing one habit, it may actually alter how you think and feel about one or two other habits, and it will have a compound effect. So play with it and see what happens. And like I said before, when I was talking about how I gained back the weight that I had lost, don't be afraid to use the framework in regards to maintaining a habit. So just because you lose the weight doesn't mean that you can throw everything out the window after that. Every so often, Go through the process of imagining what it would be like to have maintained your goals for a month, a year, five years. That way it stays fresh and you don't have to be as worried about falling off the wagon. That is what I have for you today, my friends. I hope you found this helpful and can use this method when you're trying to either quit something or start something in your life. And I will definitely be doing this right alongside you as I'm on my own path. And if you have a friend or relative that might benefit from this episode, please share it with them. I love it when new people find my podcast. And despite all the wonderful things technology does for us, recommendations by word of mouth are still the number one way for people to try new things. Until next time, thank you for listening. I love you so much. And remember that you're worthy of living the life of your dreams.